This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Please enjoy the following pre-recorded encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equipped with Chris Brooks. I'm so glad you tuned in today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you into what will be a very uh, encouraging and hope-filled edition of Equip. Those of you who are veterans of the program know that each month we seek to prayerfully identify a resource that we believe will edify your heart, will better equip you to more effectively live faithfully for Christ, in particular in the face of a fallen world, in the face of difficulties and challenges. And so often those difficulties and challenges are out in the culture. But what do you do when the challenge and a difficulty is right in your living room, right in your own home? All month long, we're going to talk about how you find hope if you're facing a difficult and desperate marriage. You know, there are millions of Christians who are in marriages right now uh, that have lost hope. A desperate marriage is what uh, many would refer to it as. Maybe you have a spouse who's verbally abusive. Maybe you have a spouse that's stuck in the cycle of drugs or alcohol or struggling with clinical depression. Or maybe you just found out that your spouse was unfaithful. What do you do when you're in a difficult and desperate marriage, but you equally want to honor God in the midst of it all? Uh, We want to talk about that this month. We want to provide for you a life-changing and life-giving resource that I believe will help you to navigate in a way that not only uh, will strengthen your heart, but your hope and faith in Christ as well. The author of the book that I'm holding in my hand is Dr. Gary Chapman, uh, beloved by many. He's helped millions of uh, marriages and relationships to understand love more completely, uh, more more faithfully, as well as to live more fully for Christ. Uh, his book that, um, that I'm referring to that we're going to be making available uh, to you all month long is entitled Loving Your Spouse When You Feel Like Walking Away. Real help for desperate hearts in difficult marriages. Gary Chapman joins me today. Dr. Chapman, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good to be with you, Chris. It is always good to have you. You know, I think so many, rightfully so, when they think of you, when they hear your name, they think of the five love languages, which most often causes people to think about maybe the rosier side of uh, relationships. How do I express uh, the deep love that I have for my spouse or even my children or someone that I care deeply about? But you've decided in this particular book to take head on the tough challenges. I mean, the toughest of challenges within a marriage. Why did you feel this book needed to be written? 
Well, Chris, over the last 40 years, I've dealt with so many couples in my marriage or sometimes individuals because sometimes a spouse wouldn't even come for counseling who are in very difficult marriages. And most of them are at the place when they come to see me or a counselor where they just feel like giving up. And uh, they don't know what else to do. They feel like they've tried everything and are ready to give up. And I just felt like when I wrote this book, you know, I, I would like to share with people who are in those kind of marriages uh, some hope because I believe there is hope. Uh, I've sometimes said to individuals, I can see how you would have no hope when they describe their situation. I said, if I were in your situation, I probably wouldn't have hope either. I said, but, uh, you know, I have hope for you. I've been working with couples now for a long, long time. And so maybe you could go on my hope for a little while. Mm. And if you are, if you're willing to do that, then uh, let's discuss some possibilities. Uh, obviously, first of all, every counselor, we want to hear the pain first and identify with the pain and the problem. But I do believe there are things that one person can do that have the potential of uh, changing things in a difficult marriage. I want to make it clear that today, throughout this program, Dr. Chapman and I will discuss the content of this, uh, again, life-changing book, but we also want to take your calls. It's not lost on me that many of you that are listening find yourself right where Dr. Chapman just described. Maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you've already exited the marriage in your mind, in your heart. Maybe you're at a breaking point. Uh, in tears as you listen to us right now saying, God, this is this is me. Uh, today, we love to take your calls, 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Maybe we can pray with you or come alongside to give wisdom and guidance, but it's not a coincidence that you've tuned in today, 877-548-3675. And by the way, Feel free to call anonymously if you want. We just want to be an encouragement to you or for someone you love. We'd love to answer questions there as well. Dr. Chapman, you talk a lot in this book about what you, uh, a phrase you've coined as reality living. What is that? Well, I'm trying to help individuals who are in difficult marriages uh, work through some of the common responses that we have because all of us tend to see uh, the hopelessness in a situation, but we don't see the reality in a situation. So what I'm trying to do in this book is, after we identify you know, many, many kinds of difficult marriages and kind of where they're coming from, is what are some, what is the reality? Uh, because when we say, for example, that uh, there, there is no hope, uh, we're making a choice to, to, to make, to believe that, you know, to come to that conclusion. And maybe there's a different conclusion. You're, you're a person. You can, you can do something different. So we discuss uh, six different realities in the book that will make a difference in a relationship. You know, Dr. Chapman, I know a lot of what you have, uh, ha have done over the years is helping people to be able to see from, from God's perspective. And when you do see from God's perspective, it seems to challenge the myths that often are popular and pervasive in our culture. What are some of the myths that you've encountered that uh, we've come to believe about difficult or desperate marriages? I think one of them is that my environment, and in this case, if it's the marriage, it's my spouse and their behavior and all of that, my environment determines my state of mind or my well-being. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, that is, in, in my environment, everybody would feel like I feel. Everybody would want to get out of this relationship. Uh, it's the sense that your happiness is determined by your spouse's behavior. And that's a myth. It is not. Now, our emotions are there, to be sure. And we don't choose our emotions. Uh, you know, you can feel hurt. You can feel angry. You can feel all sorts of emotions. But our happiness is not determined by someone else. Uh, our environment influences us, but it doesn't determine our state of mind. What determines that is our relationship with God and how we ask God for wisdom in our situation and and help and that our our ultimate fulfillment in life is not in uh, that marriage relationship and the way my spouse is turning the, the ultimate satisfaction in life is in a relationship with God and God can do things in your heart and their heart that can change the environment you know so often when people hear uh, you or, or I or a pastor talk about hope they feel that that language somehow is dismissive of the difficulty. What I appreciate about your book is that your your um, perspective of the hope that we can have even in the face of difficulty is not a form of denialism, is it? No, it's acknowledging fully that what you feel and the thoughts that are in your mind. We're not trying to deny those things. We're just saying those emotions and those thoughts do not have to control our behavior. Uh, another myth sometimes is also very common held is that people can't change. You know, he's been an alcoholic for 20 years and he can't change. She's been abusive, verbally abusive to me for 15 years and she's not going to change. The reality is humans can change as long as they're alive and have cognitive ability. And our libraries are filled with biographies of people <laughs> who had yeah. difficult lives. I mean, they were terrible people. They encountered God, their lives were changed and turned around. So it's just a myth that people cannot change. People can't, not only can change, people do change. In fact, we're changing pretty much all along the road. We're either changing yes. for the better or, or changing for the worse. <laughs> well, what we want to do is to try to see if we can encourage positive change in that yes. person. Yes. Let's go to the phone lines in Miami, Florida. Loretta is listening. Loretta, thank you for calling. I hope that you've been safe through uh, the storms of, of recent uh, weeks. Um, what's your question for Dr. Chapman? My question is... What do you say, how do you explain your feelings to your spouse who doesn't look at your finances the same way? Has it been a struggle? Um, he works, but it's not like a real job. And it's, 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 it's a constant monthly issue. And, you know, after a while, you just, you know, you, you try to stay faithful and you know and you pray but it's what do sure. you do when they're not seeing the finance situation like you do dr chapman yeah i think uh, anytime that you have a spouse that is not uh, responsible as it were financially and is not sharing and talking you know with you about the process uh that's not that's not healthy uh, and I'm, what I'm hearing you say also is th that the husband has a, maybe a part-time job or he has a job now and then, uh, enough maybe just to get by, 
but uh, it's not obviously what you would desire. So I think, first of all, if if they're open to con- to civil conversations, <laughs> and sometimes they are, and sometimes they are not, is to say, you know, honey, I don't know, I don't know how you're thinking about us, but uh, I just want to share with you yeah, my frustration. Uh, about how things are going uh, financially with us and how we're handling things financially. And I, I'm, not, I'm not here to put you down. I'm just here to try to understand where you're coming from, and I want you to understand where I'm coming from and see if we can't find uh, some solutions here that will be better for both of us. Now, that would be the ideal. But if they respond negatively to that kind of approach, don't want to talk to you, that kind of approach, then you say to them, I'd wait a few weeks. You know, uh, I've decided that I'm going to go uh, talk with a counselor because I am deeply disturbed about the situation we talked about a couple weeks ago. And uh, I'd like for you to go with me. And just together we can talk to an outside person who might give us some insight on this, help us, find, help us get together on this. But if not, I'm going to go by myself uh, because I, I just feel like I've got to have some help. Many times that person will go with you when they realize that you are actually going to talk to somebody about this. So those would be the first two steps, I think, that I would mm. recommend. Rather, we uh, certainly want to join you in, in prayer. Father, we thank you for your uh, providence, your care for us, and the fact that you see, you see all that affects us each and every day. And Lord, we know that you superintend our lives and for our sister Loretta. I pray that you would comfort her with that. I pray that you would remind her in her own special way that you are Emmanuel, God, with us. I pray that you, who holds the heart of the king in your hand, would uh, certainly begin to change her husband's heart and that you would allow them to know what it is to have their hearts knit together to be on one accord. May they speak in a way that uh, they can hear one another. May they not lose hope in you. And, Lord, uh, I pray for resolution and, uh, Lord, for for healing in their marriage. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Loretta, thank you for calling in. I appreciate that call. Phone number 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Dr. Chapman, we have to go to break. Uh, when we come back, I would love to get into some of the particular areas that you Uh, discuss in the book and begin to provide some real help, hope, and healing. Friends, I don't know when was the last time you picked up a book that dealt with difficult marriages head on. Everything from spouses who are irresponsible to workaholics, those who live with depression, to those who are controlling and verbally abusive, and points in between. Dr. Chapman has written a real-life book that provides real hope and real wisdom. I want to get it into your hands. You can get it or a gift of any size to support the ministry. All you have to do is dial 888-644-4144 now or go to equipradio.org. Hey there, friends. I want to recommend a book about overcoming real-life struggles that hurt us and our marriages. It's called Loving Your Spouse When You Feel Like Walking Away by Dr. Gary Chapman. This book will help you to find personal and marital healing. It's great to read by yourself, as a couple, or even in a small group. Ask for your copy when you support Equip with a gift of any amount this month. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit EquipRadio.org. 
Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Friends, I can't think of many books that I think are more important in this hour than the book that I'm holding in my hand, Loving Your Spouse When You Feel Like Walking Away. One of the enduring symbols of the Christian faith is a Christian marriage, a Christian family. This is one of the primary ways we impact the world. But what do you do when you're in a desperate marriage, a marriage that feels like it's falling apart because of a lack of communication or unfaithfulness or addiction? Dr. Chapman, Dr. Gary Chapman takes these issues head on with wisdom, with wit, with transparency, and with real solutions. I want to encourage you, get a copy of this resource. We, we're featuring it all month long, but I want you to call today, 888-644-4144. The number, 888-644-4144. Those two types of people that should be calling. Obviously, the first group are those of you who are living this reality right now. A husband or a wife who is in a difficult and desperate marriage and you are quickly losing hope. Maybe at the point of saying, I'm ready to throw in the towel. My plea to you is do not throw in the towel until you've gotten a chance to read through Dr. Chapman's uh, words in this book. I'm telling you, it will be worth the wait. Second group, though, that should be calling are those of you who are a sojourner, a friend, a trusted confidant to someone who's in a desperate or difficult marriage, and you have been a place of counsel and comfort Man, what a resource to be able to put into the hands of a friend, of a son or daughter who's married and uh, facing challenges and difficulties. Let's fight for marriage. Let's fight for the family. The phone number to get a copy of this book by Dr. Gary Chapman. Again, a gift of any amount, 888-644-4144. It's 888-644-4144. Dr. Chapman, I grew up in Detroit, the Motor City known for the Motown sound. And back in the 60s, Marvin Gaye, many will know that name, uh, he sang with uh, a co-singer, Kim Weston, a song called It Takes Two. And uh, that song became very popular. And a lot of folks, when they think about repairing or restoring the marriage, uh, they, they assume that it takes two to fix this. And I know there's some truth to it. But what do you do when you have a spouse who won't go on a journey with you? They won't go to counseling with you, won't participate in the restoration and fixing of the problem. How do you advise those who are going it alone? Well, often this is the case, as you know, Chris, and I'm very empathetic with that. I can see how, you know, you just feel like, well, there's no hope because they won't they won't do anything. They won't read a book. They won't go to counseling. They won't talk to me. So there's no hope. And, you know, we have, all, we have long said, and I have to agree, we cannot change our spouse. That's true. But we can influence our spouse. And, in fact, we do every day. We either have a negative influence on them or a positive influence on them. Uh, For example, let's say that uh, an irresponsible spouse, and maybe it's the guy, and he doesn't work. If he works, he'll work six months and lose a job because he got angry with somebody at the workplace, et cetera. And he goes two or three months before he gets another job, and this sort of thing goes on. You know, a wife can respond in one of two ways. 
she can put him down by what she says. She can have a negative influence on him. When he comes home from a job interview, she can say, well, what did you do wrong today that you didn't get that job? Well, that doesn't do anything. To, that, that pushes him further down. But if she says to him, honey, I know that one of these days you're going to interview and you're going to find the right job. You know, and I just want you to know I'm proud of the fact that you are still interviewing. Uh, she's just influenced him in a positive way. And so if we think in terms of I'm going to influence my spouse one way or the other today, God help it to be a positive influence on them. And we all respond better to positive influences. And when we, when we are put down every day about whatever our problem is, and all we hear is criticism, all we hear is saying, I can't stand this anymore, all we hear are those negative kind of words, uh, we, we just push them further down, and they, they ultimately give up. But if we're giving them some positive words, looking for something positive, uh, and giving them positive words, it's a positive influence on them. So that's, that's part of the issue. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up, because I've never, and I was thinking through this as you were responding, I've never seen... Uh, a spouse go through a transformation in their heart because they were pushed down lower, um, beca because they were um, made to feel worse about who they are. But yet there is a balance between love and accountability. What is that balance? How do you strike that balance? Well, I think that's a difficult question, you know, because there's no one answer to that. But I do think a person uh, has to be responsible in order to have a good marriage. But here's, here's what happens too many times, Chris. The person is so hurt by the behavior of their spouse, and they've tried to talk to them you know, through the months or through the years, uh, no, no real help, no real change. And, and so they say a lot of negative things to the spouse uh, over that time and condemn them and, and sometimes verbally abuse them over what, mm. they're, what they're doing. And then they decide that they're just going to get out of the marriage. Yeah. And the spouse is thinking, good riddance. I'm yes. sick and tired of all your criticism. Now, turn that around. What if you choose, with the help of God, to discover their love language and speak it on a regular basis for six months? Just give mm. yourself a goal. I'm going to at least speak their love language once a week for six months and see what happens. Mm. Within that six months, they are going to be emotionally touched by your response to them. They know they don't deserve your treatment. You're giving them positive things they don't deserve. And somewhere along the line, you say to them, honey, I don't know how you feel about us, but I really feel like that uh, I've been loving you for six months now and really, really trying to meet your need for love. And apparently, uh, you don't really care uh, about me and don't care what I've been doing. Am I reading you correctly? Mm. Well, no, 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 no. I like, I like, I like, I like what you're doing. You <laughs> <laughs> That's a big change. Yeah, and so you say, well, you know, I really want to keep doing this. But, honey, I, I need to have some response on your part. You know, I need, yeah. and, and you tell yeah. them what you need. They're far more likely to do that now because they've right. got something to lose, see? Uh, so yeah. it, it's, we, we sometimes do the tough thing of, of just, say, bailing out before we've done the godly thing of loving them over an extended period of time. Well, what you just said sounds deeply biblical. Don't return evil for evil, but rather good for evil. 
Uh, that that should be, as you just stated, our first step, not our final option. Let's let's go to Illinois. There's an anonymous caller calling there. Go right ahead. You're on with Dr. Chapman. What's your question? Hi, I just have a question about um, mental illness. My husband has bipolar disorder and anxiety disorder. Um, it's really hard to live with, and it's been 30 years, and um, he won't. He won't go to counseling, and it's I've done all I can, and I have gone to counseling for myself, and I I really don't want to walk away, but yeah. it the struggle's real, and um, I've read different books, but they really don't help in the situation that I'm in, and and I sure. um, I'm just not sure where to go at this point in time. Dr. Chapman, yeah, I, w- I would ask first of all, has he been to medical doctor? Is he taking medication for bipolar? He is on medication, um, but he still has swings, and he still yeah. has some very difficult days. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's important because uh, there is a medical element to to the bipolar situation, and the medicine can help if he takes it on a regular basis. Uh, I, I think it's a very difficult situation because that kind of mental uh, difficulty, mental illness, is not necess- it's not going away. It, it's not something that will just be be healing. You know, there are many situations, physical situations, that there's no ultimate healing for that. Uh, you know, cancer may be mm-hmm. one of those as well. Uh, so I think sometimes we have to recognize it's not the person uh, when he when he's on you know the swing. It's not the person. It's the it's the the brain and the chemistry of the body that's that. And so that has helped a lot of people uh, in that situation to cope with it. When you say it's not him that's acting like this, it's it's the it's the disease that he has that's causing him to act this way. So it's, there's not an, not an ultimate answer to it, but it, we can turn, accept it when we recognize it's not him, it's what's wrong with it. It's the mental illness. My prayer for you, sister, is that God would surround you with tremendous support and encouragement. Friends, we'll be right back with more of Equip right after this. You're listening to a pre-recorded encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful for each one of you. Listen, this month, our feature resource is Dr. Gary Chapman's Loving Your Spouse When You Feel Like Walking Away. I cannot express with enough urgency how important this book is to my heart for you. If you are in a difficult or a desperate marriage or you know someone who is, it is not a coincidence Uh, at all that you're listening today. I do believe that that the Lord would have you to uh, get a hold of the wisdom that Dr. Chapman puts in this book. On one hand, facing reality head on. On the other hand, providing the hope of Christ and the wisdom of many years of counsel with couples. So whether you're experiencing a spouse that just seems to be apathetic or disconnected or one that seems to be overly controlling Uh, a spouse that's irresponsible, to a spouse that's a workaholic, or anything in between, Dr. Chapman gives us a framework uh, 
for how we can uh, revive those marriages and experience hope and, and healing. And so I want to get this book in your hand. Again, this is one of those books that I wish I could airdrop to every home in America, but I can't. But what you can do is pick up the phone right now and dial 888-644-4144. A gift of any amount, and we'll send it send it over to you. When was the last time you got a resource to invest in your marriage? Today is the day where you should. 888-644-4144. Dr. Chapman is my guest. Dr. Chapman, you mentioned earlier, you made allusion to uh, love languages. And uh, again, so many know you for that. What's the connection between the five love languages and this particular book on desperate hearts and difficult marriages? Chris, I believe that love spoken in the right love language is the most powerful weapon for good in the life of that other person. Now, it's not natural. What's natural is to love the person who's loving us. But I like to remind those of us who are Christians, God loved us while we were still sinners and sent Christ to die for us. So he's told us we're to love others the way he loved us. So that means we don't wait until our spouse is loving us before we make a decision to meet one of their most basic emotional needs, and that is the need to feel loved. And so whatever the problem, your choice to say to God, I want to be your agent for loving my spouse. I want to be able to speak their language. You know how hard this is for me. I don't feel like it, but I want to do it because it's right, and I'm asking you to give me the ability to speak their love language. And you make that kind of commitment. You are going to have a tremendous influence on their lives. Uh, I remember an example of that, for example, a lady who came in to me and she said, Dr. Chapman, I don't know why I'm here. It's just I was riding by the church and something inside said to me, go in there and talk to Dr. Chapman. So she said, I came in, but I don't know why I'm here. I've got an appointment downtown uh, to to get the divorce proceedings started for my husband. And I don't know why I'm here. (laughs) I said, well, tell me your story. Well, it was a pretty sad story as one of just total neglect of her. He was a workaholic. He worked as a mechanic in the daytime, and then at night he had a little shop out behind his house. He worked out there all night until to bedtime and worked all day Saturday out there. He's just a workaholic. And she said, there's nothing. He expects me to have his meals ready, expects me to uh, have sex with him whenever he wants to, expects me. And she rattled off all these things, and she said, there's nothing coming back to me. And I, I was very empathetic with her, you know, and I said, I, I can understand. I can see why you'd want to, to bail out on this. You know, so if I said, if I were in your place, I'd probably feel the same way. You know, you don't preach to people uh, when they're down. You identify yes. with them, and that's what I was doing. I said, but since you're here, let me share a few things. And I shared the love languages, among, among other things, and asked her if she'd be willing to do a six-month experiment with me. If we could determine his love language, would she be willing to speak it uh, for six months? I said, if you will, I said, I'll, I'll meet with you every three weeks and just see how things go. Well, the first three weeks, she agreed to do it. She wasn't very excited, but she agreed to do it. First three, three weeks, nothing happened, no response. Second three weeks, he said to her after dinner, what's going on with you? She said, what do you mean? He said, well, you've been awfully kind to me lately. What's going on? 
<laughs> and she said, well, be honest with you, I'm going over there and I'm seeing this counselor. I'm trying to learn how to be a better wife. He said, I knew something was going on. He <laughs> slammed the door and went out. <laughs> and he had two or three more responses. You know, every three or four weeks he'd respond in a, in a negative way to her, telling her it's not going to work, may as well quit, it's not fair what you're doing, I don't deserve what you're doing. I mean, he's negative, you know. About four months into this, after dinner one night, he said to her, anything I can do to help you before I go out to the shop? And she said, well, if you like. And she told him something, and he did it. And after that, at least once a week, he'd, he'd ask that question after dinner. And whatever she told him, he'd do it. At the end of six months, she said, Gary, if anyone had ever told me that I would have love feelings for him again, I would say it couldn't happen. She said, but Dr. Chapman, he's doing everything I ask him to do, and I have, fe- wow. I have love feelings for him. You see, wow. she influenced him. He later told one of our members, I've never met her husband, but he told one of our church members, he said, that guy, that guy is a miracle worker. He said, that guy changed my wife. <laughs> I said, I am not a miracle worker, and I did not change his wife. <laughs> yes. yeah. But love changes people. That's, that's absolutely right. What an incredible story. And obviously, God was at work through his wife changing him as well. Yeah. So it's such, it's such a powerful reminder of the influence we do have. Again, desperate marriages, uh, brokenheartedness can cause you to feel powerless. And one of the prevailing messages of this book that I love so much is that we are not powerless. We do have influence beyond what we uh, feel. And we have the ability to impact in a very powerful way, even a very negative spouse like you just described. Let's go back to the phone lines again. If you want to get a copy of Dr. Chapman's book, Loving Your Spouse When You Feel Like Walking Away, that's the key there. If you uh, want to get a copy of this resource, call 888-644-4144. And again, I just want to urge you, allow God to use you to be a blessing to someone else. So many of us are uh, confidants or comforters or friends or counselors to someone who's in a desperate or difficult marriage, well, they need more than just our opinion. They need resources that can really uh, provide a framework for turning things around. And so maybe it's about getting a copy of this resource, not just for you, but for someone you love. 888-644-4144. Let's go to Sally who's listening in Florida as well. Sally, thank you so much for calling. What's your question for Dr. Chapman? Sitting down because I have a whole list, but I'm just kidding. Uh, in, a, <laughs> in a nutshell, um, I, my fiancé and I were pretty much alike when we met. Uh, every 4th of July, it's another year, so next 4th of July will be 10 years. Um but uh, we got together in 2013, you can do your math, and uh, we, uh, in 2015, I came to the Lord, and um, it absolutely changed me, absolutely changed Praise me, God. especially when I, when I hear on the radio that uh, you, uh, you lose your, feel, your, your fear and your heart will open wide open. It's exactly what happened to me. And um, before I came to the Lord, when we would fight, and we would fight, I mean, we would start physically, and we'd be rolling on the ground, okay? Really crazy. And um, I would forget 
pretty much most of the time because um, I would literally tell him that the demon that hangs with me is way meaner and better than the demon that hangs with you. And wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And I really, felt, I really felt that way. I really felt that um, that I could just get meaner, meaner, meaner and uglier uh, than he could. But moving along, um, uh, I've listened to uh, a lot of very good uh, uh, pastors in my time. One of my favorites was Derek uh, Prince, who, who always uh, said that... Um, depression and anger and all these um, negative feelings are just demons that are hanging out with you. So that's yeah. kind of where I picked that up at. So, so, along, so let me let me um, help, Sally, because it sounds ahead. like you, your, your question is you've been changed. He hasn't yet come to faith in Christ. What do I do? And I love your question because that is where so many are living. And Sally, I do want you to know we praise God, obviously, for your testimony. And I also want you to know you're not alone in um, the the type of relationship you find yourself in. Dr. Chapman, this is pretty common. What does someone like Sally do? We started this relationship. We both were far from God. I came to Christ. Now what? I think, uh, Chris, this often happens when people are joined together when they're not Christians, that one of them will become a Christian before the other. You know, and the Scripture says that uh, if you're married to a non-Christian, let your deeds, your good deeds and what you do, influence them to come to Christ. And so I think uh, what she's doing, it sounds to me like she's on the right track. She's going to church. She's learning. She's growing in her relationship with God. And part of that is doing what God does, and that is love him even though he is not, you know, walking with God. Uh, that's what God did for us. He loved us while we were still sinners. So uh, I would say, uh, you know, if she continues to walk in that road and grow in her relationship with God, God will give her wisdom in how to respond to him, and he will see something happening in her life and the change in her life that may well be used of God to touch his heart and bring him to the place where he says, I, I think I'll go to church with you today, you know? <laughs> and he begins to hear the truth, and then he comes to Christ. Uh, because our relationship with Christ should not divide us. It should really draw us together. Uh, but it means you're going against the current because you're loving someone who is not responding to you in a Christ-like way. It's not easy. Uh, Dr. Chapman, would you mind praying for Sally? Father, you know Sally, and you know her husband, and you know the situation totally. And I do thank you that you have draw, drawn her to yourself, and she's responded, and her life has been changed. And I pray that you will continue to uh, give her wisdom in how she can respond to her husband in a Christ-like manner that will have a positive influence on him. And Father, I pray for him. I know you have a way of bringing situations or bringing people into a person's life that will open their eyes to the possibility that maybe they could have a relationship with you. And so I pray for your spirit to be working in his heart. And I pray that Sally will have the wisdom to be your agent for loving him regardless of how he treats her. I pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. Hey Amen. Thank you, Sally, for calling. I think your question, your your story, your testimony, again, it resonates with so many. And so praising God for you, Sally, and I pray that that 
wisdom that comes from uh, Dr. Chapman and this wonderful book <clears throat> will encourage you. Hang in there. you got tremendous influence. God is at work in you, and he wants to be at work through you uh, to touch your husband as well. Friends, uh, many of you are calling, uh, but I, I, I got the sense that many more need to call. Uh, there is no shortage of desperate marriages. There is no shortage of hearts that feel hopeless. The only question will be, where will you turn in that, in that moment? Will you turn to the hope that Christ offers you or give in to despair? I say, let hope win. Don't give in to despair. That's why I love this book, Real Help for Desperate Hearts and Difficult Marriages. Call right now, 888-644-4144. Hey there, friends, Chris Brooks here. You know, it's no secret that good marriages take work. And sometimes we need help to resolve our differences. Dr. Gary Chapman is highly respected for his godly wisdom on overcoming relational conflict and finding joy together. I want to share his important book with you called Loving Your Spouse When You Feel Like Walking Away. It's written for any couple eager to create a marriage that lasts. Get your copy with a gift of any amount. Call 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful for you listening in. Again, I pray that today has been uh, encouraging to your heart. I pray that the wisdom and the hope that's been shared today has been helpful in reminding you that God is with you, that you have tremendous influence even in the face of difficulty and that uh, hope is a choice, and it is uh, a choice that I pray that you would make today. So many are calling. We want to get to the phone lines again to get the resource, two ways to do it. Go to our website, equipradio.org, and just click on the icon there, the uh, picture of loving your spouse when you feel like walking away, or you can call 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. 44. Let's go to Tim, who's listening in Idaho. Hey, Tim, thank you for calling. What's your question for Dr. Chapman? Thanks for taking my call, and uh, I pray that I can um, articulate my thoughts with this. Uh, we've been married over thir- been married over 33 years, and uh, this actually kind of started back in March of 2021. And I'm not in denial. It started probably years before that. Uh, so my wife uh, and I have been separated physically separated for uh, over a year now. We were living at the same property, um, but not in the same home. Sure. And uh, approximately a month ago, six weeks ago, she sent me an email saying that she's filing for divorce. Mm. I do not want a divorce. We are both believers. Um, there's many things that I've, I've been working on myself. And uh, so she has does not want any contact with me. There's never been any threat of violence. There's never been any violence or anything like that in the past. Uh, We have two adult daughters, 31 and 28. And I'm praying fervently and pressing into God that he saves our marriage. Well, Tim, Tim, um, first off, off, I want to say thank you for calling. You can clearly hear in in your voice your heart and uh, the heartache even over the marriage. I want to give Dr. Chapman an opportunity to respond. Dr. Chapman, what do you say to uh, to our brother who's in a marriage that uh, he doesn't want to see end? 
Well, first of all, I think it's good that he has that desire because that's what every Christian should have. He cannot, obviously, keep her from getting a divorce. We have to face that reality. One person can file for divorce and get a divorce. We cannot keep them from doing that. I think what I would suggest is, if he hasn't already tried this, is talk to the two daughters and ask the daughters if they would sit down with their mother and find out what her thinking is and, and what is leading her to make this decision. You see, she doesn't want to talk to him. She won't talk to him. So she may well, however, talk to the daughters, and they can find out what's behind all of this. Is she involved with someone else already? If so, that's a huge factor in what's going on here. But I think the daughters hearing her out and then expressing their own concern and prayer for her would be positive. Other than that, I think uh, without contact, uh, if she's not willing to talk to you, I don't know if she would receive a text from you or a letter, a handwritten letter from you. Uh, I think if she would, the letter would be the best option because the letter would take time for you to, to write it. It would mean more to her when she thinks he sat down and wrote this to me. Whatever you do, don't condemn her. Uh, but to express your your love for her and your concern for the marriage, and then and continue to pray. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. God has a way of breaking into her life and speaking to her. Now, God doesn't make people do right, but He does influence people in a positive way. Dr. Chapman, we only got about a minute left. You've you've shared so much. For those of you who um, maybe are calling in, we couldn't get to your call, please dial 888-644-4144. Dr. Chapman does the best he can to answer these questions in brevity with the time we have allotted to us, but he goes much more in depth in the book. I promise you it is worth the call. Or go to our website, equipradio.org. Dr. Chapman, just final word. What should be the next step for someone who's listened to this program and find themselves in a desperate marriage. I think, Chris, one of the most positive things they could do is what you've been encouraging along throughout the hour, and that is read the book. I really believe, I wish every troubled marriage in this country uh, could read this book, even if only one of them reads it, because it, it's deal with that. It's dealing with that, where you're the one that's been hanging on, they're the ones in your mind are causing the problem. I think reading this book and asking God to speak to your heart would be the the best step you could take to begin to have a positive influence in your situation. Well, you said it as well. You know, we all think that, again, it takes two of us to change things. But you'd be amazed at how many times you hear the story of God getting a hold of one, working in them, and then through them to impact their spouse to save their marriage. Start today. Start with you. God had you listen to this program for a reason, not a coincidence. You call the number, 888-644-4144. Thanks to Dr. Gary Chapman, friends. We have to go off the air, but we don't have to stop the conversation. Social media is available to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your comments and questions at Equip Radio on Facebook and Twitter. I can't wait till we're together again next time. Until then, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. You know, divisions often mark our world, our nation, and even our relationships. So how do we find unity 
in a fractured world? Well, we aren't the first generation to live in such times. I'll share wisdom from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Join us and discover unity in Christ on the next edition of Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central on the Moody Radio app or equipradio.org.